Western and Southern Financial Group. Put our financial strength behind you. It's easy to get started. Visit westernsouthern.com. Now batting, number one in our hearts. At least he'd like to think so. It's the Jim Day Podcast. Don't look now, but we are back for the attack. It is the Jim Day Podcast. And we welcome back into the fold the new Marty Brenneman. Oh, oh no. Did my hair look that bad? <laughs> no, I'm talking. You made fun that Marty, the first year, was on, what did you say, 27 I think times. I said 22. So it was actually like four times, okay. four or five times. Just because we're doing it so quickly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm not on that level yet. I, I don't have a Hall of Fame ring for being on the Jim Day podcast yet. <laughs> well, neither does he. Oh, he's he got lo- something. He lowered himself to, to mm-hmm. be on here, but. Ladies and gentlemen, I haven't even introduced him. Oh. Back is Sam LeCure. Thanks, Joe. LeCure. LeCure. By like the way, a, is that a... Like fr- a fine after-dinner drink. Is that a French name or yeah, is that... I think so. You think you don't know? Well, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Between me and Giesenschlag, I don't know what kind of... I don't know what, what we're running over here. Jim Day, we got an American, a German, and a Frenchman. I don't know what's happening, man. Ugh. I'm always impressed that they pronounce it right on the opening for the ballot, you know, for like, and now your host, yeah. Brian Giesenschlaw and Sam Lickie. I mean, nobody can ever pronounce it because of the way my last name, because Sam rolls into it. So everybody yeah. always thinks it's McClure. Now, where they get the second L after the C, I don't know. That must be a Midwest thing. Oh, wait, I'm from the West. Um, but it's Sam Lickie, you know, Sam Lickie, Sam Lickie, like the yeah. M rolls into the last right. one. So, yeah, you can pronounce it however you want. Well, my name, I, I, no one ever, rarely do I get just Jim. I, that is, I bring that up all the time. I mean, I, it's Jim Day. They, it's the weirdest thing. And it's not something that I started like, hey, don't call me Jim. It's Jim Day. Well, nobody ever throws it down to Jim. You know, it's not like, oh, and we've got Jim on the sideline. It's, Never. Because it's easy to say. I mean, it's just two syllables. I know. <laughs> I mean, it's boom, boom. And, it, you know, there's been a, I've put up with a life full of puns. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm sure. That's a good rhymer. Yeah, that's a good. Jim Day's a good rhymer. I tried. If I was ever gonna, I I haven't had my official offspring to desecrate the earth, but <laughs> oh, if I did, I was you know like, what if I name my my kid's middle name was like Crappy, Crappy Day, Happy Day, Happy Day. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. So many, so many ways to do that. Go. Yeah, sure. We're, I'm sure we're they, already off the rails here. Yeah, no we doubt. <laughs> I'm sure you're hoping you man did I hit did I hit go on this thing yeah, I did man my one man crew yeah your staff your staff taking care of that before you jump you got, Sam gets on me so I put out a tweet about the podcast and he's are you speaking third person well at least I made it funny out I of did. it well I tried to make a response Jim Day is happy with this post I see it I sounds like it sounds like some of your listeners are too <laughs> They did enjoy the the first episode uh, because they like lively conversations. You're a good interview, man. You you are so. Um, it's all good. Good. So a little, you, a little, you, little editing, and we're good yeah, to go. If you stunk, I would. You wouldn't. We wouldn't be doing this right now. Okay. <laughs> fair, so fair we point. talked about a lot of things. We talked about 2010, 2012. We talked about some former teammates, and I. I mean, we talked about a lot of things. We covered some ground. Covered some ground. But uh, we just didn't feel quite done. No, I didn't. I didn't ask everything that I want to ask. Okay. So I wanted to just go through some teammates. All right. Just throw out some names, and then whether it be the first thing that comes to mind, <laughs> like I'm not looking for I'm you gonna to try, ten I'm, minutes I mean, on each guy. Okay, but I'll be honest. Just I mean, I'll be honest. <laughs> well then, I, I better I better start with someone that I know you're going to have probably good things to say about. There's well, only re- there's re- only really one bad person that you can probably say about. Yeah. Oh, so wow. we'll get. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure you'll get there eventually. Wow. Now, 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 now that you now and you're going to be able mission. to figure, you're going to be able to figure it out who it is pretty quick. I'd guess. Now I'm on a mission. Okay. Well, let's start with somebody I like. It's going to be that. That'll be the easy. <laughs> All right, I got the 2010 okay. team up here. Okay. Ryan Hannigan. Lo- love Hanny. I, I knew great. You. I mean, I lo- I loved. A couple things that, you know, obviously 
catchers are they're always going to say defense first. I love how hard Hanny you know how hard he worked behind the plate. Like mm-hmm. he was always swaying. Some guys didn't like that. Like he was very flexible behind the plate. You know, would move around. He'd really show you. And I've noticed actually Tyler Stevenson doing this a little bit. What I love and take next time he catches, watch it. Like so, he'll be sitting away for a slider or something like that. And if the guy's not or is hooking it too much, right? Like he'll start like so he'll sit on the corner over here, but put his, put glove, his glove over there like. Here's your starting point. I love that. Oh, yeah. I love that. So I haven't noticed I, that. I noticed it last and night. And I usually lo- notice those little things. I have not noticed that. I, I notice it. I, I forget who it was, but I definitely noticed it. Sorry, I dated you a little bit. but That's um, all right. Well, that's a big target, too. He he's is. got his arm. He's a, he, it was. Love over here, body over here. That's a huge Yeah, target. he had it all covered. But I loved it. Hanny would always kind of show me where he wanted it to start and sh- kind of – drag his glove over to kind of where he had it envisioned that it would finish. Um, so I loved, I loved throwing to him uh, big time. How what was he, his nickname? Stinky? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you knew that. I mean, what do you like? That was that, a, that wasn't a question. I, no, Jim. I couldn't. I seriously, I yeah. wanted to remember because I remember an umpire, yeah, an umpire was not real happy. He was a natural man. <laughs> and he was a natural man. Okay. <laughs> Uh, umpire home plate umpire literally came over and said I, you need to do something with your boy here he yeah, stinks yeah. oh i know because he could sweat now and oh, the catcher well he's natural man he wasn't he wasn't big he wasn't all over the irish spring you know what i mean like he he, he was a natural man was, but that's fine i mean it was yeah. you know it's like one of those deals that you know an endearing an endearing quality <laughs> as long as you weren't the home plate umpire having to sit that back there and I'm smell his it was like an August day, and it cool. was like cool. <laughs> was, <laughs> next guy. <laughs> no. just, I love Ryan. I do too. He was great to be around. He just always looked like he needed a bath. He, and for the most part, did. <laughs> <laughs> but what a great! I know the swinging Hanny. No, yeah, that's no. what we'd always used to say. Swinging. I don't know. I don't know where it came from, but really? it was always you saw Hannigan walking swinging Hanny just across the locker room. <laughs> Swing it. I don't know. Uh, I know the pitchers loved oh, yeah. loved the throw to him. Oh so. yeah. Um, let's see here. Joey Votto. Joey Votto was always kind of an enigma. Imagine that. Kind of an enigma to me as far as like for me to get in to him. I mean, as you know, back Jim, then he was different. He, he was. Then he is and, now. In what, in what way? Yeah. He oh, was. He was. I feel like he was much more. To himself back when. Way, way more, more. Way more. But it took me years to crack that chill. Yeah. And so I didn't, you know, at the time, you know, I'm I'm up. Like, he wins the MVP in 2010. Like, he's the best player in the world. You know, and I'm kind of rook, but we're close to the same age. And, you know, obviously he's, you know, I mean, he's a little socially awkward. I mean, just, just mm-hmm. and part of it is, I think, I, I don't know exactly. I know some of it, you know, it's Canadian upbringing, man. They're very polite, very that way. It, it comes off that way yeah. to some degree. But um, even after the fact, you know, then I kind of joined the media squad. I'm like, well, how's that going to, you know, endear me to my former teammates? Like, I want them to trust me to talk to me like Sam, you know, like right. their former teammate. But um, but it's coming more and more. He actually lives near me uh, in the off season, So I ran into him at yoga one day. And like, you know, and kind of picked back up some banter. Like it was never like we were never best friends, never, yeah, you know, whatever. But he was always probably just like anybody else, you know, that watches him on TV and is kind of curious. You know, you're curious about him. I'm like, what's under the hood here? You've done as good a job as anybody of kind of figuring some of that stuff Ooh. out. Obviously, Jay and, you know, but Joey's just yeah. reserved about his business. And that's how Joey always kind of came off to me. You know, kind of he was yeah. just so focused into what his daily routine was that there wasn't a whole lot of time. He was too he was too busy being great kind of thing. It was I've that, never I mean, seen anyone. You, you he's know completely locked in. Yeah. It's like we, we we have done two podcasts and we and I made sure. In fact, 2020 was it 2000? Yeah, I, I don't know. The years are bleeding together with this COVID stuff. Um, I went to spring training a week early with the sole purpose of getting Joey Votto on the podcast because once he gets started in his routine, forget it. Yeah, it's not yeah, happening. Yeah. I'm not getting an hour from him. Yeah, um, um, it's great. Yeah. I mean, I think I think it's great. I mean, and I think it's great that back then it, you weren't people didn't want you to show all your per well at least within the game you know yeah. with like it wasn't go out and show your personality and you know be boisterous bat flip do this do all the you know that stuff that's 
they encourage nowadays. They want guys to show their personality. So I'm happy for him that I feel like maybe he thought that he couldn't do that at one point, and he shows his personality a lot more now. You know, oh, I mean, way I, and, more. And, and, and I'm I'm happy for him. I'm happy for you know Cincinnati to get to see that like Joey's not just yeah. this completely stoic, you know, fun vacuum, whatever. Like right. he's having fun too, man. No, he is. He's so smart. He's just so like he's he's calculated on yeah. everything everything that he does and says. It's no very doubt. very calculated. Yep. Um, and he's a funny guy, and I'm I'm glad that it, that has come out. Me too. In, in some respects, and and watching him at his craft was outstanding, especially back there. Pretty to watch. Yeah. 2010 wasn't that the MVP year? Yep. I mean, it Almost was one huge. of the, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess numbers here for you. All right. Three twenty four thirty seven one fourteen. 324 is right on the money. What'd you say? 37. 37. 114. 113. Wow, that was close. That's pretty impressive. Now, how do you remember that? I don't know. Ask me anything. <laughs> what is I'm the square of... root up now? <laughs> 3. 3.14. Oh, wait, that's pi. That's pi, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that like, you almost nailed that. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. 324, <laughs> 37 bombs, 130. Now, if you give me his OPS, I'm going to just go. You probably. No. Okay. That wasn't a thing back then, dude. It really was. OPS was literally like nobody. You'd never it, heard of OPS. I bet it was with him, though. He was probably ahead of that curve a little bit. All right. What else you got? All right. Let's go. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Jay Bruce. Love. I mean, Jay Bruce. We talked about him yeah, on the first yeah, episode. He's, he's, he's special to me. Uh, I know I we, yeah, touched on some of that yesterday just to get through. Um, you know, being drafted together, spent time together in the minor leagues coming up through and then to get to share, you know, some moments with him and see him, even though younger than me, you know, feeling like I learned from him. Yeah. Hopefully he learned something from me at some point, but mm-hmm. um, I definitely learned from him on the way he carried himself and, you know, all the way right to that last press conference, man. Like I, I've watched it several times. Every time I watch it, I, I get goosebumps like I'm watching, you know, Glad, I don't know. I, I mean, I still like the hair stands up thinking about just what a great quality guy he is and, you know, to watch him have success and, you know, to still follow. I mean, I follow all these guys still. You know, when I got done yeah. playing, when they went to other teams, I still follow them. I mean, right. when I go to a box score, I'm going to it to look up what they did, you know, yeah. and, and to BS with them a little bit. So uh, I love Jay, man, and I think that was pretty uh, consensus. Folds ringing. Should I answer it? Uh, well, it depends on who it is. Scott Rowland. <laughs> What's happening? He wants to know if you just got called up. <laughs> I was wondering. I was like, no way. You're actually answering the phone. That was a funny story. That now, he would, he would never call me. Uh, I'd have to call him and leave 50 I text him whatever. every time I'm driving through Christmas, Indiana. Do you, Do you really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's also exit 63. So my number was 63, and that is the that is the exit for Christmas, Indiana. Indiana, Indiana. Indiana. Yeah. And he grew up in that vicinity, I'll say. Right. The, yep. So I was texting Evansville to vicinity. Jasper. Jasper-ish. Yeah. jasper I was telling him, tell him, I was texting him to say something like, man, it really stinks here and wherever it is. Yeah. <laughs> I love the story you told. Isn't that good? First podcast. By the way, if you're just picking us up, go into the archives. You don't have to go far back for episode one with Sam. <laughs> Got to go uh, all the way to last week. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Gobes. Johnny Gomes was, I mean, at first it can be real intimidating if you can imagine, you know. Oh, no, I went through that. Yeah. With not, interviews. Not like, the, <laughs> not like Scott was intimidating just like with his, the big hulking presence, but like now you got a big hulking presence that looks like he rode a Harley there, yeah. you know, and is intense. And you've seen him in fi- fighting and brawls before he got to your team. So yeah. he was in AAA 2010, I think. Um so I well, this will be a good little John. This this will tell you maybe a little bit what I think about Johnny Gomes. All right. Um, so we got up there, and yeah, he's you know when he speaks, he speaks with a tone, and you hear it, and that's fine, and that's good. I'm okay. I'm totally okay with that. So love Johnny Gomes, loves what he brings. We, I get called up first in 2010. So make the one start, and the next starts in St. Louis, and Johnny to that point. So that's this is we're now rolled into June of that season. Um. So Johnny's hitting about 900 with runners in scoring position. That's, you know, that year. I th- I'm pretty sure Tony LaRusse is still managing in 2010. Pretty sure. Yeah. Um, so he get you know, it seemed like we were playing the Carlins. It seemed like a couple times he throughout that season already he'd been hit 
by pitches with a base open and runners in scoring position. It might have been runners in scoring position, two outs. Like a, it was pretty specific, the stat. And so he came in, you know, after getting plonked after an inning or something like that. And he's like, said something. I can't remember exactly what the tone it was. And I'm sure if I'd said it verbatim, it'd have to be edited anyway. But something along the lines of, hey, you know, somebody pick me up or something like that. And so I'm happened to be pitching that game, you know, and, you know, I, I pay attention to that stuff, man. I, I never liked for people. And obviously this is pretty hot button right now, just as far as throwing at people, but I don't think anybody cared if I threw at him. It was like throwing a grape, but uh, <laughs> I didn't like to be told like when to do that. Cause I was paying attention to the game and you knew when I knew what was going on and I knew when somebody needed to be protected and something, you know, yeah. of course I needed a little push in the direction there because I hadn't been up all season. You know, I didn't, I wasn't watching this go on, right? You know, as it was going on. But the fact that he said something like, okay, I'm a rookie. Like, I want the respect of my teammates. Like, how do I go get it? I mean, that's not what I was thinking in the moment, but right. I, I was certainly aware of what was happening and what was being said. So get out there. I mean, it couldn't set up any better, man. Get the first two guys out of the inning. Boom, boom. Nobody on, two outs. Perfect. First yeah. first pitch. Sorry about your ribs. Yadier Molina. <laughs> ne- ne- I don't know why that made me laugh. Next, ne- next pitch. Sorry about the line drive hit right at Johnny Gomes that he misplays into a triple, and the guy comes around and scores. Brandon Ryan. I mean, this guy couldn't hit his way out of a wet paper bag. <laughs> he enticed you into <laughs> To hitting the guy, hitting and then the cost guy. me a run on it. They cost me a triple <laughs> and another run. I mean, that's <laughs> the brutal. next inning. That's but brutal. Didn't change. Didn't change anything about the way yeah. I thought about it. I mean, that's the way yeah. it goes. Whatever. The guy hit the ball hard. It was would have been. I mean, I understand it was a tough read. So, uh, so Johnny Gomes. Yep. So I think I felt wow, like wow for Molina to score from first. It must have been a heck of an error. I mean, it wasn't an error. <laughs> oh. He just. It was a line drive hit right at him. I mean, he bolts in right at it. And I mean, he didn't have time to take but two or three steps, and then all of a sudden he's jumping. Yeah. I mean, it went right. If it would, if he wouldn't have moved, it would have hit him in the face. Yeah, um, type of thing. So, yep, got a got that deal. But I, I certainly feel like after that, um, Johnny had my back, and of a lot of, of a lot of guys on the team. Uh, if you're going to go into a scrum, I'm, I'd be happy to have him there with me. So first oh, first guy no hit in, intentionally in the big leagues, Yadier Molina. Wow, and I hate that because. I, I know Reds fans don't love him. I respect him a lot. Oh, I have a ton, to go a between ton of respect for him. Yeah. I mean, he's unbelievable to watch behind the He's play. unbelievable. It's like if – And if you know the real nuance of it, I mean, yeah. you know, Jim, you've watched it for a long oh, time too. He's, like, it's – He's the best. It's, it's, a, it's, it's unbelievable. It's, it's some, To control a game from sitting down back there like yeah, he does. No, he's the second manager it. on the field, if not the first manager. He's the pitching coach. First, yeah. He's the catcher. He's the captain. He's He's – literally everything yep and some some people are just born to do something no doubt and he is he's only third in the family yeah god gifted to to catch it's so natural it just looks like if you were going to put a mold together or or design the perfect guy behind the plate yeah pretty close pretty close man i mean mean, it's like who do you start i mean i would probably design johnny bench just because i'm a johnny bench guy but if nowadays man yep I mean, yep, he's pretty spectacular. Yeah, I know. People are like, boo. Yeah, well, this stop talking yeah, about him. This, this, this episode's not going to get quite the quite the flares the first one. Anyhow, <laughs> next guy. No, that's fine. We'll just make him feel comfortable. Boo. boo. Thank you. Yep. Uh, who we got on the list here? Uh, Brandon Phillips. Brandon. Uh, so I was Brandon. Always kind of had the locker down towards the far end of the clubhouse, kind of secluded. To yeah. a large degree, you know where it was. Yep. And so if you're a rookie or stupid rookie or reliever, you're kind of down. You're with, right down yeah, there. Yeah, with the, if you got the number 63 or above, you're kind of <laughs> down in that yeah. uh, end of town. But Brandon was odd, too. Like, Brandon was kind of real quiet in the clubhouse unless uh, there was a camera around. And then was so, you know, interactive with, like, didn't interact with me a ton. And, and a lot of that dude was um, – you know, relievers kind of stuck together. Starting pitchers had their thing on the bench and yeah. position player. I mean, that's just – it wasn't clicky. It was just that's who you were with, you know. So, to some degree, uh, I didn't interact with him a ton. The more, the longer I was there – I got another good Brandon Phillips story, too. Uh, the longer I was there uh, 
<laughs> I want how, the story. Uh, you'll get it. You'll get it. You'll get it. So didn't interact a ton, but just to, then to watch him go out and be so interactive with the fans, it was almost like, oh, man, like, I, dude, I think you're, like, cool and fun. Like, you know, I want to be buddies too kind of yeah. thing. Uh, but that just, you know, some guys were different. Like he was there, like he to, was good for he, what I did. He was no doubt. <laughs> Cause he would just clown. It, he would just clown clown like totally. But he would, the light would switch would go off. Like he would hit the steps coming out of the dugout and it's like a different person. No doubt. It uh, was, and but, but it was also kind of like you felt like to, for me, and I'm talking yeah. just for me, like I felt cheated a little bit. I wanted some of that too. You know, I wanted yeah. that in the, the, the clubhouse and, uh, but man, to watch him play was was he had an imagination and instinct and he was a lot of fun to watch play uh to play defense um so brandon phillips story was i believe it was my first spring training 2000 major league spring training 2000 and uh was still in sarasota so the last spring training in in sarasota eight or nine yeah wow man like eight Anyhow, I think it it was the last spring training in Sarasota. So I was number 78 that year. So it was a year after we had – I know Yonder Alonzo was there, so it was his first spring training. So you can figure it out that way. Um, So I pitched or something and was in the training room and kind of getting my – you know, ice on or getting stretches or whatever it was. I was not supposed, I mean, you know, if Arthur Rose would have walked around the corner, I'd have hid somewhere in the train. Like I wouldn't, you know, they didn't like you in there. The young kids, you don't want you in there. Yeah. Um, but Brandon's in there and, you know, talking about, Oh man, I got to go out here and face another number 98 or something like that. And I was sitting there with 78 on my back and I'm like, mother, you know, like in my head. And I, you know, when I got to the big leagues, like I was number 21 all my life. I mean, I think because at that for time. Clemens or? For Clemens, I that was yeah. like kind of my favorite guy at that mm-hmm. time. It turned yeah. and morphed into Maddox once I started throwing slower. Uh, but I used to be able to throw <laughs> a little bit harder. So I loved Roger Clemens at ward number 21 all my life. I had like my high school. They never had a number 21. I had to make it. Really? And now it's retired. So shameless plug. <laughs> uh, That's beautiful. Yeah. So, and then w- would have worn it in college, but went to the college that Roger Clemens went Roger to and it was Clemens, retired. Yeah. And then wore it all through the minor leagues. So, mm-hmm. if I'd have had my choice, I would have chosen, and Chris Dickerson was wearing it in the big leagues. Or I would have, ch- but he left after that year and I could have switched to it. And I was like, no, like I'm going to stick with number 63 because I'm not, because even though I'm not a number 21, Thinking about the Brandon Phillips conversation, like I can be a seven, I can get people out with number seventy-eight. I can get people out with ninety, whatever it was. That always kind of stuck with me. And funny story about sixty-three is that, so when I got there, Chris Dickerson had it. So the next multiple of that would have been forty-two. Obviously, Jackie Robinson sixty-three is the next multiple of twenty-one. So that's you know, what, I was told there was no math with this gig. <laughs> I just did it for you, baby. <laughs> Let's that's the only you. math I can look do. Look at you, though, going all. That's the only math I can do. So it's 21, you know, three times of 21. You're, wow. Yep. So that's why I end up, and I didn't ask for that number. Like, you know, so I was yeah. 78 the one spring training. The next spring training, I was 63. And just, I didn't even, at the time, I wasn't thinking that way. And they're like, you can change your number. I was like, I don't know when the light bulb went on, but I was like, that's 21. Yeah, but people remember you as 63. There's so many 21s. I can't believe they pulled it out of retirement for Doolittle. I mean, that's unbelievable. <laughs> I had to ask the commissioner about that. I was like, man. Oh, I know. They took it off the facade in the, I, in the I stadium. Know. It's unbelievable Unreal. that it's not hanging up there anymore. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy kooky. Yep. <laughs> now, I'm not going to go through the whole entire roster. Here. I know, because every every time you say one of them, I got a 10-minute <laughs> damn all right. story. I might have to come back to one if I don't get the guy you don't like, but we're gonna go to some pitchers here. You're gonna have to go to you're gonna have to go to a different year in twenty ten. Ah, okay. There, <laughs> we there we go. But we're gonna have to go to the pitching staff. Here. Okay, let's do it. This Love is him. good. This might be a thirty minute answer. I don't know. Bronson Arroyo. Oh man. I mean, yeah, could be. <laughs> if it's anything like him, I mean, you know him. You've had him on, oh, right? He's the best. He's yeah. the best. I, I had to do part two with him. Two part with him. Yes. I, I, he was so good. I, I can to. imagine that. Yeah. He yeah. was one of the first ones, actually. Was he? Yeah. He's great, man. I mean, I I love Bronson and just everything about about what he was, about what he was to baseball. You know, I yeah. mean, he was. You know, your kind of lanky guy who didn't look like, oh, was he ever going to hold up? And then he throws 200 innings nine years in a row. 
would have been 10 years in a row, except he hit 199. I remember that game. We were in New York through a complete game. Last game, his last outing of the year to get to 199. We went to extra innings, and we're wondering if Dusty was going to send him back out there, you know, for to get 200. Right. Um, you know, and the way he treated everybody, I mean, he was the same dude to everybody. Like He was. He was the same dude. He was so genuine. He was one of those guys that when you're talking to him, he will look you directly in the aisle and like start- as if you're the only person in the room. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're the only person that yeah. matters. And Very- I saw him do that with just any fan. Yes. Anyone. Almost to uncomfortability. Like, he's so locked in. I mean, you know, but, uh, no, I love Bronson. We had had some fun times, you know, playing together, obviously, and – uh, and now I, I was down a couple of years ago, was down in Mexico with a bunch of my college buddies. Uh, and who do I see walking across the way? I mean, he's there. And then all of a sudden it turns into a thing. So we're out on the golf, you know, wow. he goes and plays golf with us the next day. Yeah. And no, we keep in good touch. I mean, real good touch. Obviously he's, you know, in and out of here a good bit. So haven't yeah. gotten to hook up with them yet, but, um, Yep, love, love me some He Bronson. was what every single man wanted to be. He was like, <laughs> seriously. No, seriously. He he was like, the man, I, he, that guy's got a he's good cool. life yeah, right no there. Doubt. He's cool. Yeah, that guy, cool. if there's a cool. He's going to pitch in the big leagues, and then yeah. he's going to go after the game and get on stage with Pearl Jam and yeah. sing with the, or do something with yeah. the Red Hot Chili. You know, it's like, what? Yeah, no, he's just, just has it all. He's got the personality. He's And um, nothing's too big, you know, and, no. but humble. And nothing's humble, a, just no, just everybody's a dude. Eddie Vedder's a dude. Sam Lecure's, you know, yeah. like no, dude. he's unbelievable. And people say, "Oh, who is your? Who are the best interviews?" I'm like Bronson Arroyo. Easy. I mean, him and Casey probably are the John, two. Wind, wind Johnny Bench up and watch him go. I mean, holy <laughs> smokes, wind him up. I remember a producer said, "All right, we want you to do a segment with Johnny Bench. I've got two minutes. <laughs> two minutes? <laughs> are you kidding me? Yeah, no kidding." What are you gonna? What do you, what do you want me to ask him his full name? <laughs> I did something with him. It was in like the last year. Oh, it was the hot stove league, and oh, yeah. we had him on. And I asked one question. The segment was like fifteen minutes. He went the entire segment on just, the one question. Just segued from here to here to. He knew what he wanted to cover here to here to here to here to here. And I'm like, thanks, Johnny. Yeah, we'll be back after this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, next segment. Yep. Yep. He is unbelievable. Yeah, he really is. But Bronson, I, I'll never forget when uh, Arroyo showed up. This was before you had arrived. This was in Sarasota when he first got traded over. And I'm standing in the clubhouse, and he had just gotten his hair done. <laughs> and it was like, Jeez, it was hair. long, but it was like poofed up. poofed up. It was like really, you know, after he gets it hadn't, done. It hadn't gotten it treated yet. Yeah, it was really poofed up. And I'm like, my first thought was, who's. Is this who, a new clubhouse guy? Yeah. Who is this guy? The first impression was like, oh, man, he's not going to fit in. Never been more wrong in no my doubt, life. No doubt, right? On first appearances because. Yep. Smokey. Oh, what a great guy. Yep. I mean, t- to this day, if I called him up and needed something, if I need something. That's what I think. He will. It's bend heaven and earth kind of thing, unbelievable. dude. It's unbelievable. It's unbe- the yeah. most giving dude. And the way that he took care of the clubbies. and st- Still does. Pr- still does. I was going to say does. still does. Uh, I love the story where he said, I promise you after I'm done playing, I'm going to come and clean the spikes with you guys. He's probably done it multiple times. Multiple times. He's, he's, he's not doing it for show. He doesn't want, there's no cameras around. He literally will clean the spikes of the entire team. That <laughs> So that is a pretty good representation of like how much you miss the clubhouse when you're, when you can't be in it anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I yeah. just, I don't even care. I'll go down there and, and clean spikes just to sit around and just, yeah. Be amongst the boys, you know. Well, so, Brian Price brought him back just to be around the boys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Was, I know. I was kind of hoping to get that gig. <laughs> like, hey, dude, like, you need somebody down to sit down in the bullpen and and act yeah. wise. <laughs> well, he would. I'd look at the schedule each day in spring training. It'd be like you know, team catcher meeting, team pitcher meeting, blah blah. blah. And there'd always be story time with Bronson. <laughs> You're kidding? No, me. on the spring training oh, schedule, goodness. Brian Price had it scheduled out. Story time with Bronson. I would have part of that. Would stand up and tell stories. No, I'm not allowed in there. Media wasn't allowed in there. I mean, I heard some of the stories. I can't. I'm really. sure you've heard some of the plenty yeah. of the stories. But story time with Bronson was the best. I just like wow, this guy is so good in the clubhouse that a manager has carved out time. <laughs> 
for right. him to stand up and talk. Where all the where all the stupid rookies <laughs> sit around cross legged on the ground yeah. while, while Uncle Bronson sits there with a picture yeah. book flipping pages, and the cow jumped over the moon. Yeah. <laughs> and if some of these guys only knew, like, dude, only threw like eighty some miles per hour. What they call the they call that eighty poo, Jim. Eighty, 80 poo. poo. <laughs> I'm familiar with that syndrome. Oh, I used to love to watch him pitch. Gosh. I'd I still mean, go just, watch him pitch. Yeah, no. Arm angles no and just Arm making angles, stuff yeah. up. Totally making stuff awesome. up on the fly. You could not get a scouting report by no. like as a, you know, me as a reliever no. trying to like and one how, of the, how can, what why pay attention yeah, to him? One of the best at reading hitters. Oh man. And just like I, I would love to pitchers that's one thing i think is lacking with pitchers nowadays is reading hitters i think that art form is going away unfortunately that's pretty near gone yeah i would send pitchers to bronson arroyo read the hitter school yeah i mean yeah. like look at video like all right look because he, he would all right dude's leaning out i, I i'm not going to go through all the intricacies but some guy doing one little thing and he knew exactly where he wasn't going to hit well, you throw, you throw you about 2,000 innings in the big leagues, and you can figure that out. <laughs> I know. I mean, what? No, I mean. We could do a whole show on just people talking about Bronson Arroyo, but uh, maybe we'll do that part three. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Johnny Cueto. I, well, since he, we they just played him, you know, not too yeah. long ago. I was kind of going down mem- memory lane with him. I, You know, the first thing that sticks out in my mind is when he got called up to double A and I was there. And he was kind of on his rise, you know. I think that must have been 2008 or 2007. I think he, I think he broke with the team in 2008. Um, he came up and to Double A was just, I mean, you could just tell he was different. You know, the ball jumping out of his hand, the ability to command it at that level, land strikes with his slider was really good. And then the next spring training, you know, he was kind of not really on a bunch of maps at that point. And then I go to spring training next year and. He's wearing Nike, and he just looks down at his shoes. He's like, Nike, my bad. And like that's where he really can speak you know, much English, and yeah. he got a lot better at that. Um, so I remember that stuck out to me. Uh, obviously, you know, 2012 against the Giants is always going to stick out. But I love Johnny Cueto's start day. I mean, we won a lot of games on Johnny Cueto day because he was really – really good really probably good. i mean i think he got snubbed of a cy young i can't remember what year it was through 243 innings i think with a 225 yeah i think they gave it clayton kershaw had like a sub two but in 170 innings or something like that i mean 243 innings yeah my word uh but he had so much fun before starts i mean his pregame warm-up routine was cranking up some reggaeton and dancing in front of i mean he just he just dance oh really i never knew this oh my god oh so i love finding out things i didn't know so i mean that was the best like i mean before the start he would dance he would dance like in his locker i mean like doing folks you're not gonna be able to see this but i mean i'm talking like like his and then, like, doing high knees, like, dancing. He'd gyrate. Well, let's call it that. You know, he's just spinning around his chair like he's doing some kind of a tease or whatever. Wow. Oh, my. And so Never knew then it this. became, like, guys joining in. I mean, I still have songs on my phone that I, you know, you know the Shazam app where you can yeah. listen. What, that I got off of Shazam from listening to Johnny Cueto dance, like, Latin music on That's my phone. That's awesome. That, dude, that was the best. So oh, I love that. We had a lot of fun because we won because he was really good, but we were having fun. Like when yeah. he was like, he was ready to go out there and have fun. And when he stepped between the lines, he was having fun, but he had fun competing his butt off. I mean, yeah. you want to talk about a guy who can read swings. If Bronson, if Bronson could have had Johnny Cueto stuff, he might still be pitching. But uh, yeah, Johnny was unbelievable. Um, I'm happy to see him still pitching. He was, you know, he was a good, good cat, man. He's one of the his body type. If you were to <laughs> what is that? What's that? What? Toad. <laughs> Johnny uh, Sam said that, not me. Uh, in English, por favor, no comprende. If you were going to line up the the team and say, all right, who runs the steps the most? <laughs> you would choose him last. Last. But he's run every step in every stadium and every unbelievable. ballpark. It's unbelievable. And I know Dusty got him on that because yep. Dusty told him, listen, uh, back in my day, they didn't lift weights. But one thing that they did in that Dodger pitching staff when Dusty played was outstanding. One yep. thing they did was 
they ran. They worked their legs and they ran every day and they ran the steps. Yep. And he took that to heart and he ran those steps. It was, I mean, it was unbelievable the work he that ran he put it, in. Ran it right into a $130 million deal yeah. with the Giants, what he did now. <laughs> ran it to a World Series, yeah. ran it to the Giants. Yeah. Right. But um, you mentioned his English got better. It's much better. Yeah, oh, no, much better. But we never got to see it because he'd always use the interpreter. I would absolutely use an interpreter Unless if you, I if, yeah. if I was in a foreign country. No doubt. There is no question. The guys that don't, I think, are so courageous, courageous they to are. do it. Because... Like Gino's so, I mean, yeah, some, some of like the Johnny questions are asked like and Gino. it can, it can come across in the wrong way no because doubt. I mean, if I had to speak in Spanish, answering questions from the media, I could, I couldn't do it. I would end up saying something wrong. Right. I would use an interpreter. So those guys that, that, uh, don't are, are very courageous. Johnny C, you know me. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. He was fun to watch bitch. We'll continue our conversation with Sam LeCure right after this message from Western and Southern Financial Group. Life is full of questions. Like, when should I start thinking about life insurance? But however difficult these questions may be, Western and Southern can help you answer them. Backed by over 130 years of experience, together we can look ahead to leave the unknown behind. Western and Southern Financial Group, life insurance, retirement, and investments. Compensated endorser. Products issued by member companies of Western Southern Financial Group, Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, Mike Leak. So Leaker, I thought it was really cool. Obviously what he did, go straight to the big leagues. He was kind of like, um, I don't know. I never had a little brother, and I wouldn't say he was like, I, I loved him like a little, he was like an annoying little brother. That's what Le- that's what Mike Leak exactly was. That's what to I me. was going to say. Yeah, he was an well, annoying was like little brother. I want to slack go upside his head for the most part. <laughs> just like, always kind of poking you, ribbing you, rib, like, dude, always, all right, yeah. enough. Or I'm going I'm to punch you in the chest. <laughs> I did one time. He, I was over there playing with a yo yo. I, I, I just, for some reason, I, I had an infatuation with yo-yos that spring training and I'm over there playing with the yo-yo and he's over there. Keep trying to yo-yo around about it. I was like, leak enough. I was like, stop or I'm going to hit you. He did it one more time. I hit him right in the chest. I was like, dude, but he was fun to watch pitch. Cause he was really, I mean, he was, yeah. you know, he learned right. from Bronson a lot, but he was that guy when he got there, like he really had feel to be able to yeah. command and move the ball around. I loved his cutter. He had a great, cutter that he'd throw in I off the righties the pace at which he pitched he did and i love to watch him play defense and i love yeah. the fact he was a little good athlete, athlete. yeah athlete. no doubt so uh but yeah annoying little brother <laughs> <laughs> that what that's not the guy <laughs> you're now, about to tell you're about to say him right now though you're look you're looking right at him i am yep i don't think this is the guy I don't think this maybe is the guy. I don't know. Still, are we still on the pitching staff? Yeah, but I, this okay. is 2010 though. You said 2012. Oh, oh, I told you you need to change years. Yeah, no, I'm still on 2000. I don't think this is the guy because then I think you like. I think you like this guy, but he was often misunderstood. This guy. Mm. It's sometimes misunderstood. Not misunderstood. Sometimes he was just you understood him, and sometimes you didn't like what he had to say. Homer Bailey. Oh, I love Homer. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I, the, I, one, I I'm the one you, guy. No, I, 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 yeah. look, you don't have to go on yeah. and say, oh, no, Homer was fine. You don't have to give me the lip service. Let me tell you who's not listening to your podcast, Homer. Okay. <laughs> well, you can book that. Yeah, you can book it. I love Homer. Homer and I have spent a ton of time together. So my first instructional league, he was there. Uh, we played. We were on the same starting rotation my first year in Sarasota when the high A was there. I think I caught him a little bit in double A, maybe. Maybe not. Um, he w- th- he went off pretty good. Like that next year in 2007, he got to double A and he was kind of like really mowing and yeah. moved up pretty quick. But uh, Homer and I, yeah, we've had – we drove from Texas to Sarasota together. We drove from Texas to Arizona spring training together, um, hunted together. Still, I mean, yeah. I saw him. I was down in Austin a couple months ago. We went and had lunch together. I mean, we keep really good touch. Um, Homer's a, in the Homer's, area? Yeah, he's not in Houston. Austin, no. He, wow. His his hometown is Lagrange. Yeah, um, and he that's about an hour outside of Austin or so. So he's always in that area, just building a house down there in Lagrange now. I said, "Is your house going to stick out down there?" He's like, "Yeah, a little bit." <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. if you've been to Lagrange, it could be a two story ranch style house and it stick out. He made just a little bit of money. He made it. just a little bit, man, and he was like on it too. I mean, your body deceives you, you know. Yeah. Really, well, and you hate. I hate to see it. 
when guys just sign a big deal because it, it, and it almost seems inevitable anymore. Like they're going to sign for a bunch of money and they're going to, and they're not going to play for half of it. Yeah. You know, and I hate that, but I love a uh, Homer is Homer. Yeah. Like Homer's the same honorary old cuss now that he was then, you know, and that's like, he's a cowboy and that's who he is. Yep. Like Homer's a cowboy. There's no doubt. <laughs> like, but a real cowboy. He walked, yeah. He walked in the clubhouse and he had just come from his stables where he had, yeah. had hello, had horses up here. He's got a lasso around his neck. Had a lasso, had a cowboy hat, <laughs> had, uh, what are the chaps? Uh, leather chaps. He had the chaps on, he had the cowboy boots on, um, had the lasso, had a knife about, it went down half <laughs> yeah. his, Rambo. his knee. But I'm like, yeah, no, this is no joke. He's, he's no. truly a cowboy. He's I a mean, cowboy. he wasn't like, I love Jeff Brantley, not a cowboy. Not, not a cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be the first to tell yeah. you, not a cowboy. But Homer, true cowboy. I mean, really was a cowboy. And I'm not giving you lip service. I got along with Homer fine. Oh, I mean, I got along with him fine that? because I realized, like, I, it's just what he is. Yeah, and he's he is. he's going to tell me, if he doesn't want to do an interview, he's going to tell me in a way that just, but like, imagine get being the here. next Nolan Ryan. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, before you ever, he's in double A and there's billboards of him in Cincinnati. Right. Like he was, you just can never live up to that unless, I guess, you're Jay Bruce. Jay Bruce kind of did, you know. He did. Jay Bruce was. Yeah, because he was the number one prospect in baseball at one point, Jay Bruce. I think, so. I think they both were at some point. Yeah. yeah. You know, that, that's why those. We're being stalked by John teams, Sadak uh, over your shoulder. Those teams uh, <laughs> and those early, you know, the two that I was around, I mean, that was a lot of homegrown talent. They drafted really well there. Yeah. All right, I got to go to uh Is this what we're doing? No, we're going to go to 2012 here cuz I got other things I want to talk to you about. So well, that's the, we can't I mean, do we can't spend it all on the players. This is definitely then we're Oh my god, I am going to be Marty. Is this the pitching staff that I'm going to? I don't know. Where are you going? I can't see your little computer. I'm going to the 2012 Cincinnati Reds. Okay. Best team in baseball. I guess we're going to go to the all pitchers the, all, right? the, all the way until game 3. Oh, I should have known this. This is an easy one. Matt Latos. Boom. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't even know if I can get into that. Like, I just. No, you probably. I mean, they're just like, just the, I mean, I just, I just kind of loathe the dude. I didn't. And I'm not. And, and look, man, that's kind of, I don't want to go too far because there is a line, you know, that's a, the clubhouse line and yep, you, you know, all that stuff. But I just didn't like the way he went about things. I didn't. He you was know, tough to be around. He was, he was, he was, he was, especially when it wasn't going his way. You know, it's yeah. like, it's, it's hard to be, it's hard to put up with that stuff. <clears throat> period. When they're going good, you know, if he, if he's out there going good and winning games for the team, I'll put up with it, you know, yeah. cause like, okay, hey, this is all about winning ball games. Like, so right. if you're going out there and you're helping us win ball games, which for the most part, he did. He did. Yeah. He won 14 and four, two years in a row here, I think. Yeah. So, with an ERA somewhere between three and 3.14 ish and so that was what it was but when he's not going good and he's still got that same act like that's that's tough like that's tough right. for me to put up with and just you know other things but yeah he was the one guy and that's that was before he gave up the grand slam to buster posey he was the one guy in my career that i did not really like to go to battle for I gotta ask you about Ludwig real quick. In 2012. <laughs> He's we, my, we touched mean, on one of my all-time favorite creating teammates. the cup uh, in the first episode, but um, just as a guy, Ludwig, he was fun to be around. I, I mean, I, even though he's a former Cardinal, <laughs> <laughs> I got to see that silver slugger he won with the Cardinals while I was I was go to his house yeah. uh, when I was living down in Austin. He lives outside of Austin. Uh, we still keep in great great touch. I talk to him, you know, once a month probably or something like that. So. Uh, he and I had the same agent, so my agent was always saying, oh, you guys would get along great. You guys would get – and Jason Isringhausen was another guy that my agent had who – you were talking about that guy's a nut. Uh, <laughs> strongest guy ever in the world. Um, yeah, I uh, – Luddy and I got along great, man. He really brought us so much energy to that team that year. You know, yeah. looked like the greatest signing of all time. Uh, and I think the first game of the next year, he's diving into third base and then yep. blows his shoulder out. But yeah, 2012, like we don't get there because Joey went, I remember Joey about 50 games. I think he played like 55 games that season or maybe I think in 2012, um, but hit like, I mean, hit 355. Maybe it was 355 he hit, but he didn't play a ton of games that year. Joey didn't. Um, and Luddy comes in. And so Frage 
goes from kind of moving around the field. Fraze was indispensable in those years, man. You want to talk about a guy like Roland would go down, Fraze play third. Votto yeah. goes down, Fraze play first. Somebody goes down, Fraze plays there. Um, but Luddy then goes out to left field and goes 26 and 85, 80 or 85, you know, that year. And, right. you know, kind of that <clears throat> cup thing really like, yeah, like <laughs> that may have been the whole season in that cup right there. I mean, we're good. No matter. I mean, we're good no matter how you sliced it, but you know, when you have something that is that everybody can touch, you know, and like that was, I think even the cool thing, you could actually touch this thing. It was tangible. I loved the cup. I I think every team should have something. I guarantee you. Masaraco's got it. I was, that was what I was going to ask. I guarantee you. He's got it up in Punxsutawney. Punxsutawney. He's got a freaking gopher. 20. Punxsutawney. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so he, I mean, just the energy he brought that year, uh, obviously the bat, um, had great, I've got great, great memories with Ryan. First time I ever rode on a private plane was with him on a day that was my birthday that I got the win in against the Cardinals that he had a walk off home run in. And after the game, we, cause it was Sunday game off day, two games, Boston. So he wanted to go up early he's like you want to come up i was like yeah that's my birthday i've never been on a private plane sure that sounds good to me <laughs> <laughs> and so i get to i get that i i think the last guy i struck out yachty in the bottom in the top of the 10th inning letty comes off hits a scraper right over the wall home run and like he's coming home and i remember they had a big billboard of it somewhere and somebody sent it to me on twitter air liqueur like i mean i am way up above the scrum at home plate you know like as he's touching home yeah. plate and then we got on a plane after the game and flew up to boston went and had some oysters and went to the cheers bar nice yeah, so that was one of my one of my coolest 24 hours yeah absolutely <laughs> wow did not know that by the way you just held up your arm i've never asked you this what is the tattoo that is on what is that your Inner right bicep, right in, bicep. That is, uh, it's Balinese. So I went. So a couple of years ago, I guess 2017. Uh, yeah, 2017, and around October, November, um, I went to Bali for a month, and I went and volunteered down there. I just was kind of lost in the after baseball world. Um, didn't really know which way was up, and uh, I was like, you know what do I do? Like, what do I do with myself? I'm tired of playing golf. I'm tired of doing this. Yada, yada. Um, I was like, I know I'm good at helping people. Like I like to help people that mm-hmm. makes me happy. So I went down to Bali and I was, I remember sitting where I was, I was sitting on my mom's in my mom's recliner and I'm out there and I'm kind of on the computer. I think it's dial up out there still in the freaking wilderness where she lives. So it was 20 minutes, you know, and I'm like waiting for the pages to load. And it's like, well, you know, where do I want to go? Where do I want to go to go do this volunteer, you know, thing? And I was like, well, what do I want to do while I'm there? You know, how do I want to volunteer? Um, and I just happened to be on Bali. I think I'd looked at New Zealand or, you know, a couple different places. And uh, I just, the page finally loaded for Bali. And I'm like, well, oh, well, here's the options of, you know, the different things I can do. Pulled it down and one of them was construction. Well, I've always, you know, I've never lived in a place long enough to actually have to learn how to build something, man. Like, right switching from off season to season to off season to season. I'm in places six months. Um, I was like, Oh, construction. I would love, you know, to learn how to swing a hammer and nail, you know, type of deal. So I was like, Bali it is. And that's like how I decided to go down there. So I went down there and uh, laid brick for three weeks. <laughs> Never, I mean, I was like, I didn't realize how they built their houses down there. I'm thinking like erecting a house, like, you like know, carpenter work. Exactly. Nope. I hauled dirt in a wheelbarrow for four or five hours a day. Oh, and when yeah. I got done hauling the dirt, I'd haul bricks over to where I hauled the dirt. And we, we, uh, did. The- I was a Mason, uh, laborer for years. Were you really? Young. Oh yeah. That was one of my first gigs. Stop it. Jo- oh yeah. I did it for, actually it took a year off of school and did it for a year straight. No kidding. Did it in Atlanta. Things went you down. learn on the Gym Day podcast. It, the hard, but here's it's what. hard it, labor. We worked on these huge fireplaces. Oh, yeah. So scaffolding, we're talking like, you know, 12, 12 stories in the air. Ooh. And tonging one at a time. Tonging a full. I don't know what tonging of, means. It was tong like, is a thing that you pick up the bricks with. So let's say oh, a, a, okay. a line of bricks. And it, it, oh, it pull, I gotcha. And you tong it up. Uh-huh. Like. One by one. No kidding. What, and it was, it's the hardest work. Like I get off work and I'd be like, you guys want to go out? I'm like, no, I'm going to sleep. Yeah. The Back hardest breaking. work. 
but it made every it set the stage for the rest of every job yeah. like the simple thing yeah that's why i went down and that that is what that is what this is essentially like i read my first book when i was down going back to the tattoo that was the purpose of the trip a personal growth mission is yeah. what it called. i mean i blogged about i even did a blog about it for a little bit um personal growth mission i read a book while i was down there that was about the spirit of the warrior not a warrior swinging a sword like your yeah. inner guy and the thing i took out of this book was the my underlying message was that there's goodness in all things uh, and I was having trouble finding that at the time. I mean, that's just the way fact of the matter. Um, so I remember being down there loading those bricks, man. And I just would kind of like pop down in the grass. These guys, you know, that were there to kind of oversee, you know, the foreman, I guess they're there and they'd, they'd knock coconuts out of the tree and cut them open with an ax right there. And I'd, we'd sit there and drink coconut water out of a coconut, Yeah, you know, and just kind of sitting on the ground and I'm like, look at these butterflies over here, like how beautiful, you know, and just things like that. Um, so I had a guy translate it down there. I didn't get it down there. Didn't get the tattoo. I wanted to get the tattoo yeah. down there, but that is what it says. It says there's goodness in all things. Wow. In Balinese. I did not know what was on. I've looked at that tattoo and I've always wanted to ask you. And I'm like, I, you know, yep, there it is. Wow. I'm actually getting a, a, there's a guy around here that actually is from Loveland. That's how I knew you were from that area. The Loveland. Yeah. I I'm not said from that, there. I well, live there. Live there. Whatever. I'm from Columbus, actually. Oh, is that right? Yeah. yeah. All this Tell me more. Is, no. no, please. <laughs> don't, please, don't, don't. don't try to turn the tables on me. <laughs> uh, so I'm getting a tattoo. So I want to make this area like my travel arm. Yeah. Uh, it's a tattoo guy that is up there uh, yeah. in Loveland. So I'm working on putting together some ideas for that. I know it was a tough transition from baseball to real life like and i and i've seen it a thousand times because baseball for most that whoever plays it at the highest level has done it their whole life and that's all they've done um which is tremendous but then when the baseball is taken away and i know you didn't get to leave the game on your own terms which is tough um that whole transition i mean how bad did it get that like that, what you just said right there, people were, after I got done and, you know, couldn't figure it out. Like during the transition, I was like, maybe I'll just start a podcast and start talking to guys about the transitional period because yeah. it's something that people are just, I mean, <laughs> it's just hard to comprehend that. Yeah. And it's the baseball. Yeah. Like you miss the baseball, you miss the people most. I'd say you miss the people the second most. The thing you miss the most is filling 24 hours a day, Yeah, you know, and, it's filled for you. All I had to do for eight months of the year. And that's when I wasn't doing my off season workout for three, three of those months. All I had to do was go and look at the dry erase board. And I knew what I was doing the next day. And I knew what time I had to be there. And that was right. it. All I had to do really was show up. And I knew I was going to have a full day's work ahead of me. Right. Um, it was really, I mean, dude, it was really tough. And I'll, I mean, I guess I'll share a little, I don't like being overly personal with what it was, but so 16 was my last year. I got married right after that season, after I had moved from Cincinnati, you know, and kind of from everything, moved to a city where I didn't know anybody. So went from not having the game, not having a job or a purpose, being in a town I didn't know. Soon after that, my dad passed away. Soon after that, because I was in such a dark place, the woman I married not long before that then left too, all in a several-month period. Yeah, that That was like – Real, really heaped it up. That was just a lot of life. That was like four life altering things that happened over the course of six months. Um, or even call it a year either way, <laughs> either way, but all happens in a year. Like you don't, you yeah. can't, you can't break down the one thing. It's like, cause it rolls into the next. It's like, how do I compartmentalize and, you know, kind of deal with this and move past it. And then I've got, the, you know, it was a constant just cycle of running through all these things that had gone down and couldn't figure out why it happened. And you know, all this stuff. And that's why I went to, I mean, that's why I went to Bali. Like yeah. I just couldn't find any goodness in my life. Um, you know, and I'm sure some guys go to it to that degree and some guys go it to more and some guys go it to less and whatever the case may be. But, um, thankfully, uh, Major League Baseball, the Players Association or whatever it is, um, they offer a transitional like course 
you know, to where you can go on and you talk with a guy once a week for an hour. You take, you know, kind of one of those uh, Briggs Stratton. I can't remember the name of it. Kind of those like psychology tests or whatever. Um, Went through that to kind of figure out, you know, what are you good at? What, you know, what qualities do you have that would be good in a certain industry? You know, media was one of them. My number one was a fireman. Um, So I was still living in Colorado. Um, While I was going through this whole process, you know, with this transitional guy and um, the number, like I said, the number one was a fireman and it was just checked a ton of boxes for me as far as like helping people, being outside, having a team, being active, all this type of stuff. Um, So I was like enrolled to go to community college out there and become a fireman. I did not know that when, um, when I like, you'd be a good fireman. I think I would. It was like, it was, it was blew away kind of everything else. Um, and that's like, I had emailed, I think a couple months before, uh, the guy who works for now Bally sports, Ohio, Bob, Mm-hmm. Um, emailed him like, Hey, you got anything kind of going on over there? Like, I'd love to get in and just see, because after, you know, doing it with you and, yeah. um, so he's like, no, no, we're all filled up, you know, can't. And this was, you know, maybe called October, November. It's like, right. no, nope, we're all full up. We don't have anything for you to do. I'm like, Oh, that's fine. You know, just, I was like, I'll do whatever, you know, I don't, yeah. I, I wasn't calling to ask to be an on air or anything like that. Just what, whatever. I didn't know ignorant completely. Um, so I'm enrolling, like go and have to get my transcripts to the university of Texas and send them over and, you know, do all this stuff to get going into this thing. And I mean, it's next week, like I'm going to school to start becoming a fireman. And wow. he emails me like, Hey, we've got an opportunity here for 35 games. Uh, would you be interested? And I'm like, let me call you back. And, um, I'm like, well, man, like, yeah, it's 35 games and you know, you don't know, but you, you can need to try it. Like you can yeah. always go to school and be, a, you know, you can always go back and kind of do right. that. You need to do this while you're semi-relevant to the game. So, and not many openings happen. No, as you know, so no you doubt. Gotta, well, there was one here for an analyst or, you, gotta, you know, for the, yeah, you got to jump on it. And so I, and thankfully I did, you know, I'm an, I, so that was how it was going down, man. Like he had texted two weeks later, I'd have been already going to school and probably had my mind made up. Isn't that, that amazing was, how that happens? It is wild. It's like one day you can't, don't got a pot to center a window to throw it out of. And the next thing somebody kind of gifts yeah. you now, you know, my second career here, right. You know, with people that I've spent a lot of time around yourself included that I enjoy being around and can joke with. And I have a team Right. I get to be around game. I get to talk, <laughs> you know, like, so it all, Have you noticed that, he knows that, how to talk. That checked a lot of, bo- <laughs> this checks a lot of boxes too. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's kind of the, I'm thankful to do this job, man. And I, I know it, I get frustrated at times with different things, but now that I'm sitting here and thinking about, you know, really thinking about where I could have, what path I could have gone down. I'm thankful to be here. Well, it sounds like you were close to going down. And I, I know you were close to going down some paths. Yeah. So, um, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not ashamed of that. I mean, like no, you shouldn't be people like, I'm not ashamed. To, I know I make mistakes just like everybody else, but yeah. I don't hide from like who I am. Like, yeah. and sometimes that can rub people the wrong way. And sometimes it rubs me the wrong way, but you know, like that's, that's who it is. And I, I know that, like I, I, pro- I think we talked about a little bit in the first go around that, um, I always look back on my failures and I know that I wouldn't be whatever I am today, yeah. you know, without it. So I look back on them fondly and in, in a lot of ways that even though they were tough to go through at the time, fans and people look up to, um, people that were in, in your position so much and they just think that, well, they're not human. They don't, they don't experience the th- same things I do. The downs, you know, there's, there's no one that's depressed that's playing major league baseball or played it. Or even in my, you know, I'm, I'm covering baseball. I have a dream job and I'm so thankful for it, but they don't think that I, I go through. You still got a bad day. Yeah. I have bad days, man. I get, I've depression is real. I've had, but times in my life, one of these days, maybe you will turn it on me, but I've had times in my life where I really fought depression hard. And it's one of those things that you're going to fight for your entire life. Um, and it's re it's real. Um, so, you know, I think people need to hear, that people like you have gone through stuff like that because every everyone has and it helps to know that you know what he's been there i've been there he got out of it i can get out of it 
I hope that's the case. Yeah. I, I hope by sh- kind of sharing, that's why I can't be, you can't be ashamed of that stuff. Like you don't know who is listening that could be touched by that. And you know, yeah. it could, I mean, that's like legitimately a, a friend of mine who actually I met through Ryan Ludwig. Uh, she used to na- nanny for them or something. Now she's going to listen to this. Hey, Hannah, uh, <laughs> uh, sweetest girl. Um, she said, man, I just kind of needed a laugh this morning. And you know, Obviously, our first episode was like a laugh and, you know, yeah. but it's nice to share a laugh with somebody, but it's also nice to share the fact that you've gone through a tough time too. And somebody right now, I guarantee you there's another person in the world right now going through a tough time and they're going to listen to that and think soldier on, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. So, uh, don't be, don't be ashamed of, of where you come from. Anyone out there that's listening right now, if you're going through a tough time, uh, it, it happens to everyone. Night as dark as just before the dawn. There you go. Right. That is a great way to end this thing. Before part three, four, and five, and six. <laughs> I still have things I want to talk to you about. Well, we never even talked about Dusty Baker, my man, Dusty Baker. Well, you may have to find a co- – I mean, I'll be here all year, so you may uh, – yeah. on, on a day where, where the list is growing short, you can have me on again. No, I appreciate the insight. I appreciate you opening up. I love going down memory lane. It's so good, man. Uh, it's great. That was, so. a lot of, that was a lot of fun until it wasn't. <laughs> no, but that's part, but that's part of it. You know, I mean, that's, yeah. I, I got to the big, I got to the big leagues for failures too, you know, like I wouldn't have got there without failures too. So it's all part of the path. Uh, there is goodness in all things, Jim. Well, I'm glad you're good now. I, I am too. And I wish nothing but goodness in the future. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> Thanks. I'll give Sam slate for the future. Help people. How that's right. That? I like it. That's all you need to know. All right. That is Sam liqueur part. Duh. With Sam DeCure. You like that? Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us, everyone. Check me out on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Harass me there. At Jim Day. At Jim Day TV. Creatively named. By your staff. <laughs> By staff of one. <laughs> Until next time, we will see ya.